Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. If you're a new mom, chances are you could use a little more sleep these days. And you may have heard of something called the Dream Beat, a tactic many parents use to extend their baby's long stretch of sleep. But what is it exactly? How do you do it? And when should you stop? Today, I'm talking with a board-certified pediatrician and sleep consultant, as well as a mom who's right there in the trenches with you. They're both here to give you all the tips to help you decide if dream feeding is right for you. This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here. So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new moms through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross. I'm a mom to a four-year-old boy and a baby girl. And we've got a great show today talking about dream feeding. But before we launch into our discussion and meet our guests today, I want to tell you about how you can be more involved in our show. We have an online membership club called Mighty Moms that's totally free to join. And that's where we continue the conversation about topics we discuss in our episodes. You'll also learn about our recordings in advance so that you can decide if you'd like to join us to share your own motherhood experiences as a guest. So head on over to our website, newmommymedia.com to find out more information about that and also to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. That'll keep you updated on all of the content we release each week. And of course, another great way to stay updated with newbies is to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. My first guest today is Dr. Neelong Vias, a board-certified pediatrician and sleep consultant with her company, Sleepless in NOLA. Thanks so much for being here, Dr. Vias. Of course. You're also a parent. So tell us more about you and your family and your own experience as a mom with your kids' sleep to kind of set the stage for what we're talking about today. Sure. So um, as you said, um, I'm a pediatrician and I have my own company um, called Sleepless and NOLA. And I'm a pediatric sleep coach and I teach parents how to get their kids sleeping through the night with behavioral modifications. And I formulated my business after I was having difficulties with my firstborn and his sleep. And, you know, of course, going to Google and researching, you find so much contradictory information out there. And I felt like I needed a solid foundation. So I did my own research and from a medical and scientific standpoint um, to get my child sleeping better and eating better. And I created my own methodology. And that's what I used to help other families get their kids sleeping through the night. I had experimented with the dream feed when my son was um, having sleep difficulties and found such great success that I put it in the packages with my families now, you know, obviously if they need it. Okay. So can you explain what dream feeding is and why some parents choose to use this method? 
Yeah. So babies need a certain amount of food in a 24 hour period and babies don't care if they, you know, get all the feeds during the day or at night or a combination of both. So if the child is waking up multiple times to feed once they're capable of sleeping mostly through the night, then a dream feed may help lengthen the time between feeds. So my explanation of a dream feed is a feed specifically given to a child overnight after they've gone to sleep for the night but right before the parents go to sleep themselves. And the purpose of it is to increase the amount of sleep a child and a parent gets before the next wake up and the next feed. Thanks for sharing. We're going to take a quick break and then continue this conversation. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today on Newbies, we're talking about the dream feed. And you've already met our featured expert, Dr. Neelong V.S. So in the sleep training world, Dr. B.S., you often hear it's not okay to nurse or feed your baby to sleep. How does this apply or not apply here? Yeah, so that's still the case. You don't want to feed the baby to sleep because you want them to have a good association with a specific routine before they fall asleep so that if and when they do wake up overnight, which is completely normal for them to do, they can, you know, kind of take a look around at their room and realize that they're safe and put themselves to sleep. If they're fed to sleep, then when they do wake up at the end of those sleep-wake cycles, they'll have an expectation to eat even if they're not hungry. But a dream feed is different because you're feeding the child before they wake to eat. So whether the child is waking because they're hungry or whether they're waking because of habit or for comfort, if you know that they're hungry and planning to, you know, planning to wake up because they've been consistently waking up, If you do a dream feed before they wake up, then they don't have that association with feeding, but they still get the caloric intake they need to make it through the night. Okay. So walk me through, you know, kind of step by step what dream feeding might look like. And obviously some babies are nursed, some babies are bottle fed. So what does that look like, you know, in those different scenarios? Yeah. So for example, if a child is fed at seven and then goes to sleep, and is waking every three hours to feed. And, you know, maybe around two to four months of age, they start to lengthen their sleep times. And they may drop that the first feed they may drop is the 10pm feed. So they're going to bed at seven and the first feed um, and the first wake up maybe at 1am. So that's a hard wake up for most families, especially if parents are going to bed around 10pm, they have to wake up just a few hours later. So if you initiate a dream feed, at 10 p.m. when the parents are most likely going to sleep themselves, it will push that first wake up instead of it being, you know, um, 1 a.m., it'll push it to potentially 4 a.m. So it gives the parent an extended period of sleep as well as the child. So they're still getting their caloric needs, they're still waking up for their feed, but it's getting pushed to a later time frame. Okay. Should you unswaddle your baby, change their diaper when you get them up? Should you try to 
you know, leave them as still as possible and try not to wake them up? Do you burp them? Like what are some of those practical steps? Yeah. So the, what we want to do with the dream feet is disturb them as little as possible. So, uh, you know, think of it as you still want them to continue dreaming. So you kind of scoop them up, feed them quickly, burp them if they're, you know, unable to burp on their own, burp them as gently as possible, but definitely try to get a burp out because you don't want them to wake up 20 minutes later with a burp. And that sort of defeats the whole purpose of the dream feed and extending those sleep cycles for yourself and the child. So feed them, burp them and get them right back down. Okay. So maybe don't change their diaper. No. So if, you know, when they're new in the true newborn stage and they're overly sleepy, but you know, they need to feed every three hours, then you want to unswaddle, make sure, you know, skin to skin, make sure they're doing a really good feed or during the day, um, you want to initiate, you know, a really good feed so that they can start doing longer stretches at night. A lot of times babies are waking up overnight because they're not feeding so great during the day and they're trying to make up that um, intake that was lost. Kind of like I said at the beginning, if they need a certain amount of food in a 24-hour period and it doesn't matter to them if they get it all during the day or at night, as long as they get what they need in a 24-hour period. So if we can get the majority of that intake during the day, then they won't have as many wake-ups overnight. And by initiating a dream feed, you can um, stretch the wake-up time, you know, how often they wake up overnight. Mm-hmm. So when would you advise parents to start the dream feed? Is this like day one newborn phase or wait until the baby's a little bit older? Yeah. So once they start stretching out their feeding requirements from every two and a half to three hours as they are in the newborn period, and they start going maybe every four, every six hours is when you can start initiating that dream feed, especially if 10 p.m. is the first feed that they're dropping you can reinstitute that feed so that then they will skip that 1 a.m. So everyone gets a longer stretch of sleep at that time. Typically later, not right away, not right at birth, just because they'll be waking up consistently every three hours anyway to feed as they should be. When we talk about, you know, that longer stretch of sleep, like what's an example of what that could end up being? If a child's waking up every three hours and then they're starting to do maybe a four hour stretch before they wake up to feed or even a six hour stretch to wake before they wake up to feed and that first feed um, that they wake up for is at 1 a.m. If you institute a, a 10 p.m. dream feed and they're able to go four or six hours before needing a feed again, that automatically pushes that next wake up to 1 a.m. So the parents can both you know, do the feed at 10 p.m. and then go to sleep for the night and then not have to wake up again until potentially 3 or 4 a.m. And you had asked earlier about parents that are um, nursing or bottle feeding. I think bottle feeding is the easiest to do a dream feed with. So if a mom is nursing and she can pump and then go to sleep for the night and then dad, if he's going to sleep around 9 or 10, he can feed the baby with the bottle and burp the baby, put him to sleep, and then go to sleep himself. And then ideally, it'll give everyone a longer stretch of sleep or the baby needs to wake for the next feed. Um, If mom is exclusively nursing, um, you can do a dream feed with with a a nursing mother, exclusively nursing mother as well. You just may need to stimulate the baby a tiny bit more just to make sure that they latch um, because there's a little bit more work to be done with a nursing baby than, you know, with a bottle fed baby. But it can be done with either either scenario. 
And when you say stimulate, like just trying to get them awake. I mean, I've heard kind of like tap the foot or, you know. Yeah. I always say stimulate a little bit around the clavicles just to kind of get them to be aware of the nipple. Sometimes babies will just, when they feel it, if they're not hungry, if they feel the nipple, they'll just clamp their, their mouths down. Um, so if you stimulate them a little bit or put the nipple along the tip of their nose or the top of their lip, it'll initiate the suck reflex and they'll open their mouth and allow the nipple to go in. Are there downsides to dream feeding? Does it interfere with baby's sleep long-term? Um, I don't think it interferes so much long-term, but the downside can be, or the reason that you would want to eliminate the dream feed is if after the dream feed, then the baby just wakes up with the dream feed. And then now they're just wide awake and can't get back to sleep for another sleep cycle, which may be a full hour and a half before they're capable of going to sleep. So if that's happening multiple times, if it happens just once, then I would definitely try it again. But if it happens every single time or multiple times, then I would eliminate the dream feed or try it at different times. Usually 10 p.m. is the time that I recommend parents try the dream feed because that's when most adults go to sleep. But if you're a really sleep-deprived parent, you know, you may want the dream feed to be at 9 p.m. It's usually recommended for it to be about three hours from the last feed. So, you know, you kind of mentioned, Dr. Vias, like maybe it doesn't work for all babies or maybe it comes to a point where it's time to eliminate the dream feed. So let's talk about weaning babies off of the dream feed. When do you do that? Around what age and how? What are some different methods? Yeah, so the optimal time to drop the dream feed is once all the other feeds have been eliminated. So the goal of the dream feed is, like I said, to push the first wake up to later, maybe it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And then ultimately, once the child's getting adequate intake during the day, they'll stop those feeds as well. And if the dream feed is continuing, once those feeds are eliminated, I usually recommend to parents to gradually start to eliminate the dream feed. So if the child is getting six ounces, for example, at the dream feed, then decrease that to five ounces for a few days and four ounces for a few days, et cetera, until the dream feed is completely weaned off. Um, what you don't want to have happen is you stop the dream feed cold turkey and then they're waking up, you know, at 4 a.m. again, hungry. Do you then build those six ounces into like their daytime feeding? Yes, exactly. So as you eliminate them from the dream feed, make sure you're supplementing that into the daytime intake. And that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to get the child to gradually wean off all of the overnight intake and make it into the daytime intake. So we're gradually making sure that the majority of their calories or all of their calories are received during the daytime, not at night. Okay. And again, how might this look? You know, for bottle, it's really easy to eliminate ounces, but for exclusively breastfeeding moms, how might that look? Yeah. So for them, I usually tell them to time it. So if a feed typically takes about 10 minutes overnight, then wean it down to eight minutes um, before telling mom to put, put the finger in the mouth of the baby, gradually eliminate the suction on the nipple and then, you know, take baby off instead of just pulling them off because they'll then potentially clamp down and pull on the nipple, which would be very painful. So decrease the feed to eight minutes and then six minutes, et cetera, until the the feed is eliminated. 
And do you do that each day you decrease? Do you stay on a certain time or certain amount for a couple of days? Like what is that? Like? Yeah, usually a couple of days just so that it doesn't, you know, shock the system. If the baby's only dream feeding for a couple of minutes, then yes, you can get rid of it. But if they're, if they're actively feeding and it's a significant amount of intake, then you want to do it in a gradual every couple of days fashion. Okay. Well, Dr. Vias, anything else you want to add based on your professional or your personal experiences with this topic? So many families come to me with toddlers who are also feeding overnight, waking up, asking for milk. So dream feeds can be used for them as well. They're not uh, just for babies. So rather than a child waking up and asking for milk, if you institute a dream feed, then there's a potential that their caloric needs are met and then they won't have the wake up any longer. That's a good way to distinguish whether using the dream feeds, a good way to distinguish whether the child needs to wake up because of a hunger issue or they're just waking up for comfort. So if they get a dream feed at 10 p.m., for example, and then wake up at 1130 anyway, asking for milk, you know that they're not doing it because they're hungry. They're doing it because of habit. So instituting a dream feed can help distinguish what's going on and help increase calories for a toddler who may be really picky and not getting out of the intake during the day. Okay. And that would be like through a bottle or what would you recommend there? A bottle. Yeah. Or a sippy cup if they'll, you know, if they'll do it, but a bottle is easier. Ideally, you know, according to the AAP and the dentist, um, they don't like um, giving babies bottles and letting them go to sleep, but they can some, you know, in for short periods of time, um, if the child is waking up anyway and getting intake maybe once or twice overnight, um, and if you can um, institute a dream feed and help eliminate those other two wake-ups um, and then gradually wean it off, and it helps the parents kind of get a handle on what's happening, and they can then work on increasing daytime intake um, and gradually weaning that dream feed so it feels like they're a little more in control and can help determine whether their child's waking up truly because of hunger or because of comfort. Thanks so much for sharing this important information, Dr. Vias. I appreciate you coming on and lending your expertise to newbies. Of course. Listeners, you can find out more about her work at sleeplessandnola.com. When we come back, we're going to be continuing today's discussion with mom, Rebecca DeVergis, who's going to be sharing her experience with the Dream Feed. Stay tuned. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Rebecca, welcome to Newbies. Where are you calling in from? I am in New Orleans, Louisiana. 
Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. We are talking all things dream feed today. So tell me about your experiences with this topic as a mom. Well, I started doing the dream feed with my second child. I was a little intimidated by it. I have a now three-year-old that I never did any dream feeds with when he was um, in a newborn. And so I was intimidated by it, but it actually worked out really well when Parker was having issues waking up in the middle of the night hungry. So was the dream feed something that you were familiar with, with your first and just didn't decide not to do it? Or is it something you learned about with your second baby? How did that come about? I had heard of it and had friends that used the dream feed, but, and I had read about it. I followed um, a couple of like the sleep training books with my first and I just, I had tried it with him, but he would not wake up enough to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it wasn't as successful with him, but I did know about it. But this time around with Parker, it worked really well. And I was scared to try it. But whenever I, I got him out of bed the first time and offered him the bottle and he took it, I was surprised. And it immediately improved his, you know, able to, to make a longer stretch of sleep at night. Okay. So when did you start that with him? I guess around six months or five months. He went through sort of a sleep regression around that four-month age and also had an ear infection kind of at the same time. So it's hard to remember. I think he was right about that five-month age when I started with Dr. Vias and she wanted us to try that dream feed. Okay. Yeah. So I talked with Dr. Vias today about what that looked like practically. Do you unswaddle? Do you swaddle? Things like that. What did it look like at your house? So um, we did not take him out of his swaddle. It was just take him out of his crib, have the the bottle ready and just offer it to him. And, uh, you know, he would be in a pretty deep sleep and he wouldn't even sometimes open his eyes to eat, but he would start drinking the milk. And some nights he would drink two ounces and then be done. But sometimes he would drink, you know, four or five ounces. And I knew he was hungry. And I usually would go by the amount of ounces that he had had in the day. And if I felt like he had had his normal, say, 30 ounces during the day, I would let him sleep and see how it went. But if I noticed that he hadn't had his full feedings during the day, and we were short, had a deficit of milk, then I would say, okay, let's, I'm going to do the dream feed tonight because I I don't want him to wake up at two or three or whatever. Now I'm curious for other moms in the same boat, were you using formula or pumped milk? Did you nurse as well? Like how did that kind of all factor in and how did you decide you wanted to use a bottle? So I did nurse with both kids. I started pumping and trying not to actually nurse in the middle of the night with Parker just because with my first, I felt like it was a comfort tool in the middle of the night. So I did mainly pumped milk when I was pumping around the clock and had a a big supply. But at some point, my supply started to go down and I started incorporating formula and now we're fully fully at formula. But I tried with the dream feed always to do it with a bottle just so that it didn't become like that comforting aspect of nursing in the middle of the night and so that my husband could also do it. So are you still doing the dream feed with Parker or how old is he now? He is 10 months old and I did the dream feed 
I just sort of added it like one night last week when I he woke up the night before and he he's had like another little ear infection. So I've noticed he hasn't been we're still keeping up with how many ounces he's drinking during the day. And I noticed he wasn't getting as much as I thought he should during the day. So we did the dream feed just one night this past week, but it's not like a regular thing that we do every day. I, I try to, you know, get his feedings, full feedings during the day if we can, and then let him sleep if I, if he's had close to that 30 ounce mark. Rebecca, any tips for other moms out there who might be considering implementing this? I'd say it's worth a try. I was very intimidated by it and resisted it because I was worried that getting him out of bed when he was already finally asleep, that it would wake him up and we'd have to go through the getting back to sleep process all over again. But that wasn't my experience at all with the dream feeds with Parker. He took to them very easily and it almost guaranteed a good night's sleep after that if he had a bad day with eating. So we don't rely on it anymore, but it definitely helped us get into a better routine making it through the night. Well, thanks so much for sharing your experience and for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Listeners, don't forget to check out more of our content over at newmommymedia.com. We have all of our podcast episodes, plus videos and more. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for expecting parents, Parent Savers for moms and dads with toddlers, The Boob Group for moms who give breast milk to their babies, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.